So the new file is definitely recording now. It is recording. Yep, that's a loader. Yavol. The mole? I have a mole? Santa Hollis. Mole. Is it, wasn't your mole on the other side? <laughs> what mole? <laughs> I have a mole? All right, here we go. Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and Dave Duncan. What's up, Dave? Poop is up. Poop? Mm -hmm. How'd you get it up there? I mean, when you get full, it just comes out. And that's apparently what apples are made of in the future. Ugh, yeah, I know. It's just so funny. We were kind of right. We always like talked about like you we know, always r- said that was the r- case. Yeah, <laughs> we always talked about like you know r- just uh, the eat the shit and it just like it comes back out like the 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 Klingon gawk and everything. It's just like we were like on the nose. So guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about the last three episodes of season three of Discovery, which is uh, Sukal. There is a tide, and the hope is you. Part two. So we got Which that is part. Strange. One. I think didn't they just rename the episode yeah, like, at the last they, second? They did. Yeah, yeah, they did that to throw you off. Okay. But um, yeah, so we got into the whole replicator, replicator um, dynamics of what's happened. So it's basically, as Admiral Vance tells uh, Osira. It is their shit recycled, which you know we knew that, and like she's kind of grossed out by it, but you know. Like what are we talking about? It's like they it's been literally beamed and then its its molecules have been rearranged. So it's not shit anymore, you know. It so. used to be. I mean it was just I mean it was just it was just some it was organic matter. It's what it was always I'm like what what other organic matter would be in abundance on a starship? Shit. Lots from Wharf. Although that prune juice, with all that replicated shit prune juice he's been drinking. I know. I know. It's just diarrhea, right? Well, you know, as they say, Dave, if you have uh, two pounds of shit and you mix it in with 10 pounds of ice cream, you, you get 12 pounds of shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and if you stick it into a sock, you can, you can get all 12 pounds of it in there. Because <laughs> Why would you put it in a sock? <laughs> Wasn't that a Mythbusters thing where they like... I don't know. Like, couldn't they put like they're trying to put like like sixteen pounds of shit into a sock or a glove or a bag? Or, oh, they're trying to figure out how much oh, they get. I don't think I've seen that, but I've heard that saying: put sixteen pounds of shit into something. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it is. That's why I said a sock. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. At some point, MythBusters are literally trying to fit all this shit. I'm like, that wow, that's Some pretty dedication. Gross. Yeah, that is. Dave, uh, we want to go through this recap, but uh, we get we have. We have an announcement to make. Yes, yes, we do. You want to take it away? Uh, yeah, guys. Um, so if you have not been paying attention, we are rapidly coming to our 300 episode. And um, we have been doing some soul searching. And uh, I think we're going to take a little time off after our 300 episode. We're going to uh, kind of retool things think things through uh think about maybe a different avenue we might take with the podcast maybe even completely rebrand it uh, we're not sure yet um we just feel like we're 
a little unmoored from where we originally thought we were going to be and and how we'd feel about the universe of Star Trek when we started this whatever five years ago (laughs) almost six i think and then like also like just the state of fandom is just in a weird weird flux for like for everything really almost but yeah but it's just like if you have an opinion and it's not absolute glowing praise you are a horrible person and if it's not i hate star trek or the new trek then it's like you're an idiot so yeah it's like there's there's no dare i say nuance no room for nuance dare i say it shades of gray no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're, if you've listened to us for a while, especially with the new Trek, you know, we praise the episodes we love. We praise the characters and the moments we love, but we also give our fair share of criticism. But to be fair, even our most beloved series, you know, you love D Space Nine. I love the original series. We mercilessly you know dig into those and mock those and put things down that we don't like and we i mean we we're just we're critical and not and not in a mean way but there are certain things that jive and certain things that don't jive and you know sometimes you know the writers the acting whatever is not right you know so there's also just a sea of star trek podcasts and we're just getting lost in it yeah, that's um, true. And and, I, and and with Discovery coming, uh, and Discovery Picard and Lower Decks, you know, a lot of people have catapulted kind of like their either podcasts or their YouTube channels into, you know, the stratosphere. And, and you know, great for you guys for, for getting that far. But uh, we could just, we never really hit, hit for that. You know, we just, we never really made it into that. And it's like, you know, maybe this isn't us, you know? I just... I just don't I don't know. I don't I don't understand. Like I feel like we're too real for a lot of the audience because the hmm. audience is either split to the I love Star Trek all the way or I hate it all the way. And both of those genre don't, don't of, they, we don't we don't like either one of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like it's it's like either one of those genres of podcasts slash YouTube channels, those are the ones that are taking off. The Doomcocks, the whatever and then you've got some of the other ones and you sure you've got some people like Hedawalski who will like give it to you one way or the other but like i feel like most of the people are either on the the love it all the way side or the hate it all the way side and there's not very many in the middle that have right. been super successful and yeah. and i don't know I, I i don't know i mean i feel like maybe we might just break into talk about what we want to talk about not just i mean we've been moving toward that way anyway talking about different movies and different shows like the expanse so i mean we might just move harder into that and then start recapping star trek on like a red letter media like basis where they only do one or two episodes a season you know and the rest will be pornography reviews oh yeah i mean absolutely and the suburban (laughs) sasquatch all the time (laughs) i i yeah so um we don't know where we're gonna go uh we are gonna take a little break for a while um after episode three hundred. After episode three hundred, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do a couple things just before that, and then we're going to kind of uh, figure out else what we want to do. So I mean, it's a big world out there, and there's a lot of great um, content that's that out there now, and uh, a lot of things we love and that we don't really get a chance to talk about as much. Uh, and a lot of things are like peripheral stuff, you know, like 
you know, Dave's a big uh, gamer, you know, he loves a lot of games, you know, and he's talked a little bit about it. You've had a couple episodes where you talked about games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big comic guy. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of stuff we could be talking about that we don't really get into too often. So, I mean, there's lots of things we could be talking about. God, so. we could do like a cyberpunk episode eventually. I mean, you could tell us about the tabletop game. I could go into the video game. I haven't beaten it yet. I'm taking a break from it because it's very broken right now. Oh. But, um, did it break on you? Oh, it's got lots of little little bugs. I love it, but it's just I, I want to see if they can fix it a little bit before I go back into it. I see. I see. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, let us know what you might think. You can always just hit us up at centolics at yahoo.com. Yeah, we'll still check our email. Uh, we'll still check our Twitter. We'll still check our Facebook group. We're, we're still going to be around. We're around. We're, we're uh, not dying. <laughs> we're not. Uh, uh, Bones isn't pulling the plug on us. <laughs> um, we dialysis. If you, yeah, dialysis, man. Uh, uh, it's not an incurable disease like uh, Bones's father had. Yes. Also, his name was David, by the way. <laughs> Don't kill me, Bones. <laughs> Pull the plug. I need my pain, but not that much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let us know what you think about uh, the break. Uh, do you guys still interested in hearing what we have to say, even if it's not about Star Trek? Should we, we, should we rebrand? I mean, it's everything's in flux, so your opinion and input uh, could be helpful. Could You could steer our destiny. Put a rudder in my butt. I'm sure everyone's just jumping on their email right now. Be like, right oh now, my God. Put that rudder in there. Right? I cannot believe. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Dave, let's uh, move on to our last three episodes of uh, season three of Discovery. Um, we're not going to go into too much uh, detail, uh, but the uh, let's just talk about each episode real quickly. Uh, we have uh, Sulika. Sukal. So call, yeah, um, which is the 11th episode, aired December 24th, just before Christmas, Christmas Eve, on uh, year 2020. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so they uh, get to this nebula, the uh, Rubin Nebula, and uh, they discover where this stress sig- signal is coming from, and it, it is from this uh, ship that is crashed onto a massive planet, dilithium planet, and um, they have to uh, figure out where the survivor, if they're around. So, and I, I don't want to say I called it, called it, but Osira is the uh, one that's going to gum things up. Yeah, and I don't know. I just thought it was too rushed uh, to, to to really, I don't know, to hit it home. Uh, it's just it's just bizarre writing decisions like the entire last three episodes mm-hmm. um, so they find the planet they beam down find out there's a kelpian that caused the burn yeah and, and it, um, well we don't find that out quite yet but I mean the, all the arrows point to this kelpian and uh, we find that they've all been altered so they're in a uh, hollow program. Yeah, so, and we get to see Saru as a human. As Doug Jones, which was, I mean, I guess kind of fun, but I mean. I don't know if we've ever seen him ever do a role in a, something where he's, like, totally without makeup. I don't. I could be, 
I don't know. I mean, maybe he has. I just don't recall. Like he's been in so many. The Moon movies. Man, the uh, McDonald's commercials. He didn't have any makeup. <laughs> was was he the Moon Man? Yeah, the, I think so. Uh, Mac tonight. Yeah, I think so. Get the hell out of here! I gotta look this up right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I mean, uh, that's. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting choice that they they decided to go with. I, I mean, it was it was interesting. It just. I mean, I mean, holographic stuff doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, like giving oh. Culper a, a nose and 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 um, you know, Burnham some dots. That's one thing. But like, Saru's like, I can feel my heels on the ground. Like, how did it physically alter his like alter you? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. If it's just a if it's just a visage, you wouldn't feel your your heels on the ground. But he specifically says it, which makes no freaking sense. That's not how right. holograms work. I mean, I know in First Contact, Picard's like, "How about something in satin?" And like they get holographic like clothes put over top of their rags or whatever they were wearing. I mean, Lily mm-hmm. had rags, mm-hmm. but it showed mm-hmm. her cleavage somehow. So I guess it took it or just projected holographic cleavage over her rags. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, but, he did um, play the Mac tonight guy. Yeah. See, I did not it's not necessarily. Maybe it's probably just a big, big, big helmet. Not necessarily. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny that McDonald's used a song called "Mac the Knife" about a killer, a serial killer, <laughs> and they used it for a commercial. Both Doug Jones and Donald Trump have been in McDonald's commercials. I think a lot of people have been there, but <laughs> anyway, it's um, yeah. So um, I don't know. Uh, it, it was a little odd. Um, interesting concept about keeping their child safe uh, and shielded from the radiation of this uh, dilithium planet um, in this and, and like kind of like teaching them and stuff like uh, teaching the, the child. Um, this mom uh, made a bunch of programs really fast. She's like, well, I, I'm assuming they must have had some time to figure this shit out, you know, but you know, I don't know. I mean, probably not much, considering how fast everyone on the crew of Discovery beamed down was deteriorating. Mm-hmm. I mean, Culper said if we're, if we're gone more than a day, forget it. So, I mean, her, she, the mom had to, like, program all this stuff in, like, a day, like, ignoring her child. like, be quiet. I'm making babysitters for you for 60, 120 years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so this this uh, um, this Kelpie and his name, Sukal. And uh, kind of is a mind of a child. Doesn't really uh, doesn't comprehend a lot because obviously he's never had really uh, adult interactions throughout his life. He's had these, you know, what do you want to call um, just like teaching programs and mm-hmm. stuff like that that are that are there, but they don't really give him any kind of um, life experiences. So too bad Michael Burnham didn't volunteer to be the sex ed program. Yeah, because his mom have... probably didn't program that in because she, she figured her son would be rescued before need for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what does this mean? Why does my penis engorge so? Well, um, he seems like a really scaredy cat, and like he should have gone through. Um, I'm blanking on it now. Oh, uh, um, what's it called? Um, I said it earlier when I was watching the episode. No, I hate <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the puberty thing where they second puberty where they where they lose their ganglia. Um, I know yeah. people over you're yelling at us what it is. I'm just we'll, like, we'll I come up like, with it in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. So yeah, he didn't. His ganglia had ever shot out. So shouldn't he be less scared now since he'd presumably gone through it? 
don't know. Or was he so messed up that he didn't even form ganglia? I don't know. He just he was just always scared. And his scream sort of Vaharai. Vaharai, yes. Yeah. It was on the tip of my tongue. Um I'm sure. Yes. I mean, I said it. I literally said it like an hour ago when I was watching. You said the episode. it, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Because <laughs> I, wa- I watched the. I actually watched these episodes really close together. I watched the two, uh, uh, you know, eleven and twelve yesterday, and then I watched thirteen today. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice watching them all together because it was kind of like a three-part episode. All, you know, no time in between them, which was kind of mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it was interesting, and obviously that they have this, but obviously. Um, the nebulas like hiding a planet. Um, the, the lithium planet is highly radioactive. It's just a, a complete mess. Like you would not want to be hanging out there whatsoever. And the so. writing is a complete mess because they find the life sign from however many thousands of light years away. But as soon as you get right up next to it, they can't tell it's there anymore. I think it's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so Saru goes down with Culber and uh, Michael Burnham, and uh, they put Tilly in charge. And unfortunately, uh, while Tilly's in charge, Osira shows up, and uh, they have an exchange. And Tilly tries to act all tough, but Osira is not really taking her too seriously. So, and um, they uh, get boarded and taken over by Osira. And um, because the kid screams and starts another burn or a micro burn. Yeah, so that was our first clue. So, yeah, uh, Sakal uh, screams out at some point, and uh, there's this huge, you know, disturbance in the force kind of thing. And they're like, what the hell was that? So, but it, 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 you know, throws off, uh, you know, the Discoveries game. And uh, it throws off their cloak. So, I guess it only took 900 something years for the Camp Kittermore Accords to go away. So the Federation can use cloaks. So only 900 more years and we can finally use time travel again. Hey, I hope. You know. Maybe they can jump well, forward another 900 years so we can get back to time travel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then let's jump into the next episode. There is a Tide, which is uh, the 12th episode of Season 3 and is uh, aired New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2020. And um, Oh, just one last thing that happened right before the end was that um, uh, they... Uh, took some uh, radiation meds and beamed over to Book's ship, and then Adira the went. Adira went. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to get into all the nuances. Adira went down with them, and then Michael uh, beamed up with uh, Book, and um, they uh, Book got her out of there. So uh, when they get out, they see that uh, Discovery was uh, has left, and they're going to Federation headquarters, and um, they. Uh, they uh, they do a spore jump because they take over Stamets' brain with some kind of newer neuron. It's like a um, brain box from Dino Riders. <laughs> Dino Riders? Yeah, Dino Riders. <laughs> oh god. Um <laughs> It looks literally like one. They put it on their head and it controls them. So um yeah, so they, they take over Stamets as we can make the jump and um we have this uh, other character we're kind of like introduced to uh, a scientist uh, that works for Osira that is kind of helping um, her figure out um, how the um, spore drive works. Mr. Kenneth Mitchell, the guy who was our Klingon antagonist in season one. 
Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, that's gonna. That's that's the um, Cole. 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 Was that Cole? Oh. Cole was the bad guy in season one, right? Uh, I thought it was. Are, are we talking season one of Discovery? Discovery. I thought it was uh, Voke. Voke was the um, Klingon, the the one who took uh, over that sarcophagus ship because Voke got kicked out and became Ash Tyler because Cole kicked him out. Oh, I don't know. That or, was him? Yeah. yeah Michael Burnham just, fights him later. Um, yeah, no, I remember it. Yeah, it was a cool fight scene, actually. And then she jumps off and beams away. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually it's pretty probably one of the highlights of that uh, season. Yeah, it was <laughs> a pretty fight cool fight. Between them. Um, yeah, Cole. Yeah, he was a Cole. And, and then Cole Shaw in season two, the old um, Cole's father or grandfather or whatever. He was only like one or two episodes uh, on the Klingon planet in season two. Eventually, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. What a transformation. Oh, he was also uh, the albino Klingon in season two. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, he played the baby so good. <laughs> that was a good baby. Uh, his character is uh, Aurelio. Anyways. The Aurelio Sinio Hall show. <laughs> He's got the flat haircut. goes the whoop, whoop. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so he is looking to get this information and try to figure out the spore drive for Osira. He has like a different view of Osira because apparently Osira has been giving him the velvet glove treatment. Mm. So, so he feels that she is just the, the gentle prostate exam. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he uh, he thinks she's the great. So um, and when. We have an exchange later on when uh, Stamets wakes up that, you know, he's like, she's awesome. And he's like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so, um, You're which awesome I and my to- awesome are two different kinds of awesome. Yeah, we have a different uh, definition of awesome. I, actually, I'd like to get, a little later, I'd like to get your uh, take on the character of Osira. But, um, Who? Yes. So so we, so we so they get to um, uh, Federation headquarters and they – Make it look like they're giving chase to them uh, with their um, ship, the uh, Viridian. And Federation lets them in. And then uh, Admiral Vance has realized Osiris on the ship on Discovery. And we just let her in through the front door. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So she wants to broker a deal. A deal between the Emerald Chain and uh, the um, Federation that they broker a deal together. They start working together. Admiral Vance entertains it. Why is this Admiral Vance and not a president or any other? We didn't people? take time to cast the president. That's why. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We couldn't get Red Foreman on such short notice. Mm-hmm. Red Foreman, <laughs> <laughs> put my foot up your ass. I would. I want him to come on and say that to us, Ira. That would have been great. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but during that time, too, um, uh, Michael Burnham and Booker are, gave chase to Osira and Discovery, and they've come to. Um, they've warped uh, to Federation headquarters. So they crash land into Discovery shuttle bay because the door is always open because it has no door. Yeah. I, I guess you can just slam into the back of a ship, even when their shields up and getting shot at. Well, they said it was like the shields were down for a second while they went through the shield of the Federation uh, bubble. I must have headquarters. Yeah, it was just a quick little one-liner thing. They did kind of say that. 
Yeah, so uh, so they, they're sitting there talking and trying to figure out if that's what they want to do. And then we basically have Michael... Uh, Going she, full on diehard. She has told diehard. She loses her shoes uh, fighting somebody and... Uh, gets her uh, leg stabbed. Gets her, gets her leg stabbed, so she's bleeding. She's limping around. The she only thing she did her. not do is walk through glass. But she got barefoot, so she got like blood all over her feet, and it's kind yeah. of I'm sure she stepped on like a something sharp and hurt her foot. Well, apparently they've got all these engineering flaws all over the ship, so there's probably sticky burrs sticking up on that flat surface, just like on the captain's chair, because no engineer ever decided to take a little like a sandpaper to it ever. Right <laughs> between the Shinzo and the Discovery, because God forbid, when they did the refit, they just you know smoothed out all the edges. That was not, by the way, that's not a burr. That's like literally a button. It was like a screw. Yeah, like <laughs> that's not a burr. So like, you're saying Giorgio is so such a badass, she wore down an entire screw with her thumb, finger? I mean, that's possible. I mean, that's possible. But a burr is literally just like a little piece of like metal or sticking out. Yeah. out that's it's an imperfection in, in whatever material. So when they showed it, I was like, "That's not a burr. That's literally like that's a screw, a screw, or or <laughs> some a, kind of like someone a, stuck their gum under there." That's I don't a know Phillips head screw with a dome top. It was an interesting little story, you know. Obviously, so um, but but, anyways, we, but we regressed because that's a uh, you know that's last episode. Anyways, um, so yeah, so uh, they're talking over uh, their their plans uh and meanwhile osira and as good faith lets most of the discovery crew go they put them on a shuttle craft to the headquarters but they keep all the bridge crew on in the mess hall and uh, while they're there um they start doing morse code between a couple of different bryce and uh not detmer somebody else but um they're doing morse code talking to each other and when they bring book in and um uh, what's his name? Uh, the um, Andorian. Um, oh yeah, but he doesn't live very long. No, I can't. I can't he's, his name escapes me at the moment. But um, yeah, they um, uh, they're they're doing that, and they kind of like frustrate the hell out of the uh, the um, Orion guards. So yeah. I found it a weird workaround that they put them all in motorcycle helmets so they don't have to do the makeup. Well, you know, it's, it's just it's just the same thing they did with Star Trek Picard for the guys that went after uh, what's her face. For forgettable yeah. forgettable data clone number one. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and then we uh, go into the whole thing where they get um, they 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 get the guards so worked up that they attack them and they take their guns. So I mean, this is like Orions are like the worst guards and people they, oh, it's it's just so funny they went with like all these like all these small scrawny uh orion guards every single male orion i mean they may not have been orions you know it could have been maybe a bunch of morns because every morns. single male orion we've ever seen before has been like just a hulking yeah, wrestler type like lou fregno played one on star trek continues and enterprise all the male orions were just jacked Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, even the one we saw in the first episode was a little bit jacked. The one guy, he was definitely bigger than the. Uh, he wasn't super jacked, but he was definitely bigger than the uh, uh, 
and Dory oh, yeah. were standing next to in the first sure. episode. Absolutely. Maybe they weren't um who knows what they were. But I mean their 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 uniforms were like almost Klingon esque from TOS. That's what they kinda reminded me of a little bit. Yeah. Like I mean, the I, color I, I scheme. Just kind of not impressed. Um I, I just figure it was they're just faceless guards. And I, I understand what they were doing, but it was just like, okay, but could have been a little cooler to have more Orions running around. Or more Endorians for that. I know there was a few we saw, but um <clears throat> not as much as I'd like to see, I guess. Yeah, I mean they're just a couple and the thing is like you only see them like glancingly, so they could have just used the same actor over and over again or the same person because I mean all the background Orions or I mean or Endorians you never really got a good look at. Right, exactly. Um and then uh so they take the jump and they find out that they jump on the uh, Orion guards emerald chain guards and they uh, take they get control of um the, the mess hall, I guess, where they're being held. And uh, and they make a plan um, how they're going to um, get Discovery back. So they're, that they're working on that. Meanwhile, uh, Michael Burnham is, you know, causing havoc, running through the Jeffries tubes and and everything else. So um, mm-hmm. and they're and they're supposed to find out. They're trying to find her. And uh, back in Federation headquarters, Admiral Vance basically rejects Osiris offer saying that uh, to go forward we need somebody in charge that's not you that's not in um, that can't be like controlled by you and also you have to pay for all your past crimes <laughs> well I mean he doesn't reject it he just gives he just gives her his own you know um, uh, he gives but he, he gives he, her there's conditions no way, there's no way she's going to go for that like you have to be held accountable for your past crimes she's not going to go for that well, no yeah. freaking way. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know she wasn't, but I mean, like, it's just, I mean, like, he, I mean, like, she, she came to him with all these things, but I mean, the, of course, the Federation's going to not take it face value. There's got to be some kind of counter um, argument or, you know, counter deal for it to go through, and she refused it outright. But I mean, of course, she, she she's narcissist and wants to be the new god of the Federation. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so she storms off goes back to Discovery, and uh, she wants... Uh, this is where the bridge crew escapes, but um, Book and, uh, and Rin, the, the Andorian, are captured. And uh, she wants Rin to fix uh, the sensors and uh, to so they can find this Dilithium planet, but Rin doesn't want to do it. And Osira blows her blows them away. I was... As soon as like they gave that speech when they were like, trying to hold off in the room, I was like, oh, Rin's gonna die. And then he I did. was surprised to kill him because he seemed like everyone liked him. And then I, I liked him. him too. And and Kaylee, she was saying, "Oh, I hope they don't kill him." And I'm like, "Oh, they're totally going to," since they gave that like um the little speech, you know, before yeah. when they were guarding the room. It's like, "Oh, right. they're totally going to." So, uh, so yeah, so they um uh and then uh, you know it's funny when I watched this the first time them getting the drones the dots. Mm-hmm. Uh, like saying, "How oh, how can we help you?" <laughs> I totally, I don't know what happened, but I I don't know if I fell asleep or I turned it off too early, but I completely missed the scene, <laughs> and I didn't like see it until they did the recap. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then that uh, they realized that these little dots are being controlled by the sphere. So, 
Anyways, uh, then we go back to That Hope Is You, part two. Oh, wait, uh, r- real quick, there's a tide. Uh, Michael shoots Paul Stamets out of um, Discovery. He's wearing one of those the animated series life support belts, basically. Yeah. They brought and, that uh, back, kind of. I mean, they it, did. And uh, when you look at what has happened. It looks like, like he gets bent in half and, like, breaks his back, but, like, it's he's fine. <laughs> He yeah he why she did that and then in this next episode the hope is you uh, is you part two they get booked to pilot the um, sport drive so why did they get rid of you know maybe because they knew that he would jump immediately to this, the lithium planet if he was captured but oh I, I well Kenneth Mitchell I I guess they weren't sure it would work for a book but Kenneth Mitchell theorized because he had the that empathic ability right right so. Maybe they can just get a whole bunch of books people to be Starfleet pilots and sport jump everywhere now. Since they said the tardigrades are extinct, and I'm like, how did they ever look? Or did it's they just, know where to look? They just gloss over all this stuff, like assu- assuming it's like it, it it was how it happened, or, or just I mean, with no research that we can tell. Though they said they couldn't replicate. No, Osiris said they couldn't. The Federation couldn't replicate the spore drive. How? Why? They have Stamets. He built it in the first place. Couldn't he just rebuild it? Another one? They've got his schematics. They've got 900 years of technology. They can't... It just doesn't doesn't make any sense why they can't replicate this thing that... They have the engineer there who can do it. And they say they still can't? Makes no sense. But now they have a whole race of people that can use the um, spore drive. So that works around the tardigrade problem. So... Yeah. I mean, can we get more of the drive now? Maybe. Uh, yes, Michael gets captured, and uh, uh, Rin and Book get captured. Rin gets killed. And um, they're going to basically get the information from Book uh, where this dilithium planet is by putting some uh, pain mechanism on. And she chokes out um, uh, uh, your buddy, um, Kenneth Booker. Uh, Kenneth Mitchell. Mitchell, right. And, I, you know, um, he kind of, like, gets exposed to who she really is kind of thing. So She's such a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch, Osiris. Um, Why isn't yeah. she one of the hot, sexy stripper Orions? Why is she got to be so mean? She's just a mean Orion. So when she's going to, like, um, tell Book that, like, oh, you can tell him everything, she hits uh, the quarantine shield. Which is like I guess is handy. You just have to punch it real quick. I guess. And uh, she steals one of the guards' guns, and they run out the back door. Correct. Run away because so sick bay's got all these back doors. And it's not even that. It's, it just seems so like third grader kind of writing. <laughs> I mean, you know. these last three episodes are mostly action schlock. And then uh, we get a whole talk about action slack. I, I, I'm assuming your brain was exploding. Uh, the um, the fight on the, the turbo lift. Tur- I was so angry. I was so angry. Like there's like this infinite empty space. Yeah, I mean, is Discovery just like a giant open a warehouse? Space? Is it a I multi-mile mean, long warehouse? I mean, we've seen it on the outside. It doesn't look like a warehouse. 
And I know they've shown this in season two, but it still never made sense. I mean, people people were explaining like, oh, it's just X-ray. You know, they're just like shooting you through everything, and it's like it's 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 doesn't make any sense. It's just yeah. there's this giant chasm and all these other turbo lifts and these miles of corridor that you can just see empty space. Like, where's the rest yeah. of the ship? I mean, I this know. thing has decks, and you know they're also. The ship is also just completely wrong because even it was in, in the previous episode when she jettisons some people out. She's on deck five. They literally say she's on deck five. And when they jettison the people out, they get sucked out to the airlock. They're on a horizontal plane, but somehow they get sucked out through the vertical bottom of the ship, even when she's up on deck five. Uh, how? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, the the people doing this visual effects have no idea, like, what's on... They're just being told to do this and, like, with no thought about where they are on the ship, what's the ship interior actually going to look like. And, like, Discovery's got some of the biggest hallways of any Starfleet ship ever. So yeah, where do they have room for these giant ca- caverns? I just... I just... I can't turn my brain off enough to enjoy this stuff. Yeah, I, I was, like... If you would have put them into a tube where they're flying in and you know up and down and all around, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Because we've seen but they're not in a tube; they're we- like in a gigantic floating box, TARDIS flying through. It's just like what, 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 why? I mean, like if it was Osiris' ship, sure, because we see a, a Discovery gets swallowed up by Osiris' ship later. And that's a giant thing. So, I mean, turbolifts moving in and out through that interior section of Osiris ship, sure, that makes sense. But there's no place on Discovery big enough for that to happen. I mean, if you just look at the shuttle bay, shuttle bay is only like two or three decks tall. And we're yeah. and that's one of the tallest parts on the ship, except for the neck. I mean, like, we're seeing this, this expansive space that's bigger than any part of the ship could be. Yeah. Much less all the interiors that are obviously there. And what about all the working parts that make the ship run? Yeah. Like is this is this just a big a hollow? Is this a is the ship just a big hollow empty space? It, no, it's it's like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Especially um, inside the walls. Yeah, exactly. Um I failed to mention too, uh just before they left Federation headquarters escape, they were getting shot at inside their shields. They get they blast through the shields. I mean if most of the fleets there, why didn't they destroy Discovery? Why didn't they disable it? And then like I mean they, they two, got... and then the whole fleet from Navarre uh show up the Vulcan Romulan. And they don't do anything. They yeah, and they tell them to back off because they don't want They never um, got to tell them to back off. Michael said I'll tell them to back off, they trust me, but she never got to because she told Admiral Vance to back off. Yeah. And Admiral so, Vance hung up on her and he backed off, but she was like, Let me call, tell everyone else and she Osiris so, took her off the bridge. So they escape. Also, uh, previous episode, the uh, decks where the bridge crew is, they start uh, sucking the air out. Why they didn't suck the air out completely? I don't know. They just like crack the door open slightly. Osiris wants them to die slowly. Yeah. So they can uh, have just enough time to sabotage the ship. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Bond villain. Yeah, no, she is kind of. We're going to provide you with just enough time to sabotage us. Yeah, so they're, and they come up with this plan. Uh, where um, Michael sends him a message that, you know, basically to blow up one of the nacelles things. Um, because apparently when Tilly was sad, she was hiding out in the nacelles. Man, it's been since next generation since we've seen inside a nacelle. 
I think we saw. Was it nacelles? They were inside the nacelles in oh um, enterprise. In yeah, enterprise. they did that yeah. once. That's, I'm sorry, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a um, long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> Getting from uh, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so so they go to plant a bomb there, but they're all running out of air. And uh, what was the reason that um, the uh, navigator? Um, I can never say her name right. Um, Detmer. Uh, no, no, not Detmer. Oh, Owu. Uh, Owu. Uh, oh, how how come she can? Maybe she's, she's the Delta Loda from Expanse, and she's uh, been in low oxygen areas a long time. See, not animals. Animals they treat us like animals. They don't give us no air, so we don't have to breathe without it. I think that's what happened. It's Expanse, yeah. except they don't do asphyxia and apoxia like the Expanse did because. Everyone just starts like, oh, I can't move anymore. No one goes silly, crazy like you would and turn blue like if you were actually running out of air. Mm-hmm. My, my wife, Kaylee, was she's in the medical field. She's like, yeah, they did epoxy wrong. She's like, Expanse did it better. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Expanse did do it better. But Star Trek Discovery doesn't care about actual science, nor do they care about science established in the fake science of other Star Trek. They just make up their own thing and shrug it all off. Well, and they did a lot of talking too, which you know, <laughs> so think, much talking, which takes up a lot of oxygen. So I would think they would try to <clears throat> save their save their breath. But um, so the the crew are all passing out, and uh, O is the only one that can take this bomb to the nacelle, and she plants it where one of the uh, dots, you know, basically saves her. Uh, one of the minute, one of them so. get controlled by the sphere data. Yeah, because right. a whole bunch of them came out helping them controlled by the sphere data. That's so now we have like little R two D two black hole type of um, droids <clears throat> now, yeah, which we've never seen before. I mean, it, I mean, they introduced them in season two. No, I mean we've never seen in Star Trek. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it, it, it makes no sense because they introduced them in season two to like fix the hull, basically just like R two D two and uh, yeah. Phantom Menace. And they've never, ever been in Star Trek anywhere before. Those might have been handy when the the Borg cut a sphere out of the Enterprise dish in a, yeah. that one episode, Next Gen. Um, yeah, so anyways, so uh, O's saved. Uh, the oxygen uh, gets turned on when... Um, Michael resets uh, the computer after a really long, awkward fight with Osira in Starfleet headquarters. In, not headquarters, but the uh, the data room. Or I, I, data I know, but room. it's it's the same set as the. Um, and like she got pushed inside that weird. She got pushed uh, in a wall of programmable matter. I don't know why this is just a random wall of programmable matter, um, in the computer room. And and then Osiris like, "Yep, she's dead." And then she turns around, and then she comes out with her gun blazing. Like, how did you get the gun? Did it, did she programmable matter the gun? I don't know. I mean, she kind of had... I mean, like, when she used the phaser and seal her wound, it looked like it was programmable matter that came out of her wrist thingy. Mm-hmm. So, like, is she just used the programmable matter and her wrist thingy to make a bigger gun? I don't I know. mean, I don't mind uh, the cool techs advancements we're seeing, you know, 900 years in the future. That's cool with me. Um, it's just some things that don't make sense, because she has had one of the... Uh, Emerald Chain's guns with her. How did she get pushed into that? I don't remember her hands. 
having a gun in it when she gets pushed into that programmable matter. So that's the part where I'm like, and then she comes out with her hands like it's pushed out, like like she's like I just, her arms extended. Like how did like how deep is that stuff? I, I, just I don't, don't know. Why is there a coffin sized wall of programmable matter? Like vertically up on the wall, like just to be pushed into. Like it's the only part of the wall that has programmable matter on it. It doesn't look like a console because I mean, Bookship is programmable know. matter on the console. It's like only an inch deep. Why is there like multiple bodies deep, like closet of programmable matter? I don't understand. Doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, no. Yeah. So she kills Osira. So uh, shoots her in the head. So she's dead. So that was. Uh, the end of her and uh and then we find out uh they obviously uh they're going to eject the warp core and detonate it and they're going to use book to uh interface with the spore drive to take them to the to the dilithium planet where the rest of the crew is stranded dying of radiation sickness yay and yeah i i uh I got issues in some ways this. I mean, it's not a terrible thing, but first of all, Book doesn't know how to do the jump, so he's, you know, he does it last minute. But also, how far does it take to eject the warp core? That was like dropping down like a long line of uh, that tube that dropped out. It went forever. Oh, I mean, they don't know what this ship looks like on the inside or anything. Because, I mean, in Voyager, it just it just popped right out. Because, I mean, the warp tube is supposed to be, like, pretty much runs from the bottom of the ship to the top of the ship. I mean, in the secondary hull, anyway. Because it's yeah. just a giant antimatter. And this is like a tiny little, I don't know, tube thing that pops out. It was, like, scraping the edges and the sides. Like, oh, my God, that thing's going to blow up before it even gets out. That's not yeah. a gentle um, yes, injection. Like yeah, uh, so they're like, okay, Book, you can jump, you can jump. And obviously he jumps at the last minute because we see them later on. Um, but, yeah, they um, they destroy Osiris' ship as well. So, um, uh, I mean, the Emerald Chain obviously will still exist, but it won't be in uh, under Osiris' um, command any longer since she's dead and her crew and ship have all been destroyed. So uh, back on the Dilithium planet, they are slowly figuring out where uh, what's going on with uh, Sukal, uh, the stranded child or now adult. He somehow in in utero took on some of the aspects or pro- pro- properties of this dilithium planet and subspace somehow. That's, well, because dilithium has like a aspects that connects with subspace. And then also, when Adira shows up, her past uh, boyfriend um, is, is visible theirs. in the. So, so what is he? Is he like not really a trill? What kind of alien is he, so that he can be incorporeal, dead, and get a get recognized by the holograph emitter to emit a version of him? I I don't really understand this show makes no goddamn sense not even within star trek realms of reason like why would the computer recognize um uh teal the character teal out of uh adira's mind adira is i mean before teal was literally just a manifestation of which it was a good visual story you know it'd be like you know Dax talking to one of her past, you know, hosts. 
Yeah, but I mean, they they had to like make them inhabit someone else's body. Like, no, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying it yeah. was a good visual story of like kind sure. of like if you're having a conversation or some way of interacting with the person. But of course, we don't get anybody else from the past. Like all the other people we saw um, a couple episodes back, where we first uh, where they go to Trill. Yeah, I don't remember the episode uh, yet. Right? Forget me not. Right? Yeah, it's got to be forget me not. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But the episodes where she sees all her past, you know, all the past um, uh, Trill hosts, we don't see them. Nope. We just see just gray. Gray. What did I call him? Teal. Uh, he, he called him the color of his, uh, of his hair. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you're fine. I don't know. I mean, he's he's named after a color. I remember yeah. gray because I like the gray still plays. When we did our ten things that aren't Star Trek or whatever episode, oh. I did a lot of gray still plays videos, and uh, I remember because I still watch gray still plays. Anyways, uh, yeah, it, it just it doesn't make any sense, and um, I don't dislike the character gray. It's just. That doesn't make sense that they could, unless there's something else going on with Adira and um, the Trill Insider, not Trill, the Symbiote Insider. So I don't know. It, it, nothing really makes all that much sense in this show. They don't they don't stick to established canon. They just make stuff up and it and just go with it. I guess. Um, but yeah, so they find out that obviously this ship is that they're crashed on and in, in the hollow program is, is literally falling apart now since they showed up. So, and they are, uh, they have to get off this, this place, but they don't even know if discovery is there yet or not, but they have to get to call to kind of like grow up really quick and not be scared of going through this door. So, um, we go through all these hoops where Saru is trying to uh, befriend Sakal and trying to gain his trust. And uh, finally, when he does, there's this creature that keeps on scaring Sakal to constantly. Looks like Davy um, Jones from uh, the <laughs> Knights of the Caribbean, I mean, the Pirates, the Pirates of the Caribbean, of the Caribbean yeah. movies. So, yeah, so they um, finally convinces uh, Sakal to go through this door. And it's basically, we see the death of his mother and we see other people who have died too, probably people of the crew. And uh, he just doesn't want to revisit it. And uh, we see uh, Sakal as a child uh, scream out and we see uh, how the ripples of that causes the burn. So um, when they get to do that, the program can end. We can end the program. And this is when we get... Um, Discovery drops in finally to beam them out and get them out of there. And at the very end, Dave, we finally, after all this time, they have made Michael Burnham the captain of Discovery. Yay? I mean, it's better than her you know, running around everyone's back and doing whatever the hell she wants. At least now she gives the orders, right? I, I mean, sure. But now Discovery is the most advanced merchant ship in the fleet. <laughs> or is it because now Empath can? Operate? Yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. They, I mean, they're probably BS some way around it where the, they still can't replicate discoveries stuff. Well, even though they have more dilithium now, so they can mine this dilithium planet. Um, I don't know, Dave. Uh, these episodes, uh, thoughts of the of these uh, three episodes and the closing of uh, Discovery season three. Um. 
I'm glad I watched them as close together as possible. I mean, I guess I could have waited to watch them all today, but I can only have so much discovery in a day. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I guess it played better watching them all at once. I think I'd be a lot more frustrated waiting from episode to episode. I don't understand uh, Osira's like peace thing. Like, I, I just. It just seemed like it was all posturing, like, like maybe she was just lying to the computer the entire time and was able to fool it most of the time, except for the one time. Uh, I, it just seemed like a giant, like, weird... See, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way. I thought that she was actually being honest. She wanted to work this through. But and... she didn't. It, 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 as soon as he asked her for something, she's like, hell no. And then um... No, she wanted to put her on trial. It's what he said. You have to answer for your crimes. And she was like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. Fuck you. I'm out. I mean, but what did she expect? I mean, it's it's like she expected it to go down that way because, I mean, she had all this contingency. She had these people held prisoner. I mean, if she was really showing a show of good faith, she would have let everyone go. I, I just well, it, it, she, <laughs> No, but she, I mean, he, uh, Admiral Vance is saying, all the stuff that you've done, you know, your labor camps, they have, you can't have those anymore. You can't, all these things you can't have anymore because this goes completely against the Federation and what we stand for. And you just being part of this is not, we can't have you part of it as well. And you have to stand trial for what you've done. And she's like, yeah, fuck you. So I get why she, she was thinking that she could take the Federation and change its um, trajectory into something more compromised. So I, I, I guess, I don't know. It just seemed like, it just seemed like she was looking for a fight the entire time. I, that would be a waste of time. Honestly, I think she was really genuinely trying to well that's why i felt it was a waste of time because i mean it well it was a waste of time in the end it didn't it didn't go anywhere i don't know i I just i just really wish like i said like a couple episodes ago uh i just wish they would have put a deer in the background and just focused on the burn and then have Adira be like the big bad next season or whatever, and then like you know, you mean Osira, not Adira? Uh, yeah, Osira. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe Adira could be that guy. Who knows? Um, I gotta get Gray back. Get I'll kill back. everyone to get Gray back. Who's this teal guy? Get Who's back. this teal? Is teal the same as Gray? Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It just it just it just felt rushed. Like her character didn't get developed. She's this evil person, and all of a sudden, this evil person does another evil thing. But then, as soon as she does this evil thing, she's like, "Oh, let's do let's do peace." And then, as soon as they turn her down, she's like, "All right, we're gonna go back to fucking everything up." And I don't know. It just it felt like too much was going on with her. That's I didn't really buy her really wanting to do peace because we didn't she's just this person that's done all these atrocities so I, I thought she was trying to lie to the computer and she was able to fake it most of the time and the one time she like didn't fake it good enough or something she's like oh ask me again ask me again uh, about that so that's why I thought she was faking it the whole time yeah. it just seemed like it just a, a, a trying to get their guard down but she wasn't also doing anything else in the background of this I don't know it was just I, I don't understand why it was there uh, and then they just kill her. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I kind of thought they would use her again. Yeah, I'm I, surprised it, it killed her like that. I don't know. They just not. I, I just they just try to do too much in these episodes, and it's just like I mean, we've got enough plots to go through: building the Federation, replicating the spore drive, getting something else other than you know um, Stamets in the spore drive. I mean, they never brought up that thing that Tilly and Stamets were talking about—the dark matter thing. That they never mentioned that ever again. Uh, for like you know a workaround for the spore drive, it's 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 just been 
bizarre. They were they they propose all these plot lines and they just dead end them. What did you think of uh, her putting Stamets and shooting him out like that? I mean, that does that make sense to you that that she did that? I mean, then book operates the. I mean, I guess it makes sense for the story because Osiris would have made Stamets do it immediately. I mean, it, it makes sense for the story. Um, I mean, it makes sense that they have the um, life support belts 900 years in the future um, instead of in TOS time. That makes more sense. Um, although Stamets seems like he should have been broken in half because he got sucked. It looks like the thing bent in half like when he got sucked out the window. Yeah. Um, so Stamets should be in really bad shape after that happening. Um <laughs> I feel like Stamets is going to hate uh, Michael Burnham for a long oh, time. Oh, she now. gave her that look. Stink eye. Yeah, she's like, he's like, fuck you. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess we're finally in an era where they can, she's the captain and they can start, have her, you know, when she does crazy things, she's got the whole crew behind her instead of her just being black ops person, which might make things go better. Maybe the show can finally be an ensemble show. With the rest of the crew doing stuff around her, yeah. Next season, maybe. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I just I, th- there's a lot of action. And some of it was fine, and some of it I just I just can't turn my brain off hard enough to enjoy this and be like, this doesn't match up with anything Star Trek before. It doesn't match up with science, like the 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 uh, epoxia that they didn't get from being, you know, oxygen deprived that long. It, I don't know. They just, I just feel like the actors do such a great job. And mm. even though the visual effects are stupid, they look good. Yeah, no, they're great effects. They yeah. look great. I mean, they do great work. It's just whoever's telling them to design it this way or letting them design it this way and without giving them the correct guidance for how ships are supposed to look on the inside, it just, it just irks me to no end that they can't have any visual... Uh, tie-ins to what it should actually be. They're just make. I know it's all made up. It's a fictional show. I know this, but at the same time, like there's suspending your disbelief, and there's like this is a magic fantasy world that's not even science fiction anymore. It's yeah. like science fantasy, science Doctor Who, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, like it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not what Star Trek has ever been. I mean, Star Trek has done some dumb things. They've done Threshold. They've done the Omega Particle, which were all kind of dumb. But um, I don't know. Star Trek Discovery has brought the dumb to new lows. And it's just kind of hard to wrap my head around and enjoy. I mean, the, I mean, the, taken on their own, the episodes are kind of okay. I mean, like it was kind of fun seeing uh, Michael Burnham do John McClane. But, yeah, no, she kicked ass. I mean, I mean it, her fight scenes, like we, we were talking way back, you know, the first season when she takes on. Uh, although she seems to forgot her Vulcan martial arts. Oh, she gave uh, what's his name Stamets the nerve pinch. But she never does it to any bad guys. Uh she took out that one Orion with a Vulcan pinch. No, she was like choked him out. <laughs> yeah, with her legs. Know. That's true. <laughs> I think there was a Bond girl that did that. I can't remember which one it was. Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that, that sounds like something like a Bond girl might do. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I gotta say I was overall disappointed by the season. From a, just an overall enjoyment, uh, it's definitely better than Picard was. At least it wasn't boring. Uh, whereas that's you know that's Picard's huge downfall. It was just absolutely boring. 
episode mm-hmm. one to episode ten, it was just a snore fest. This at least was entertaining and upbeat and exciting. Yeah. Um, but it just you got to turn your brain off to enjoy it. I think, and I just, I just, I don't know. The expanse. The season is so fantastic. It's so good in and out, and I just, I am in love with it. And it's so well done, so well written, and everything. And this is just kind of like, eh. I can take it or leave it. And it's sad because Star Trek is one of my favorite franchises. It's literally why we decided to do a Star Trek podcast. Right, right. Uh, oh, I know. I get it. Yeah. And you, Aaron, what, uh, what do you think about these last three episodes? First, let me just point out, like, I think, thank God, finally, they've made Michael Burnham captain of Discovery. I mean, God damn it. Three seasons to make that decision or get her there. I mean, like, I just... Again, I don't understand the Michael Burnham, the writing of the character. It, it's everything's there to, to make that character captain, and they kept on hedging that bet for some reason. It's no, I, no fucking sense to me. No fucking okay. sense. It's just like just put this person through uh, through agony constantly. That's what we're going to do. Um, yeah, this the action part is fun, and there's a lot of cool action part, but it's almost too schlocky at certain points, like. I, I was kind of aggravated with the, the sick bay scene where the uh, she escapes with books. She just hits the thing and they run out a back door. I'm like, all right, come on. Like, could we've written something a little more adult than a? It seems like a, a fifth grade something they would do. You know, oh, he got the jump on me. And I ran out the back door. You know, like it's not a huge deal. I can get go without it. I mean, I it's just I I can let that go. But I mean, it's like there was a lot of things like that 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 scene where she fights Osira in the data uh, room. It just was like there's so many like wasn't there a part where they both fire the phasers together and they kind of bounce off each other? Oh, and I think they were about to, but there's like a, like there's like energy surges happening all throughout the room, and the energy surge happens in between them. I think I don't know. It just was like, what is going on? And I just parts of it just doesn't like it. It doesn't jive with me anymore. It's just like you said. It's almost too fantasy like, and I don't mind a little fantasy thrown in. I don't mind a little silliness here and there or weirdness. Um, parts that, those are things they did like, you know, when we saw the Guardian of Forever, and you know, he's a guy named Carl. But that's, that's very Star Trek. That's like that's actually yeah, something that would it, happen it in Star Trek, and that was well done. Yeah, I like that. That was cool. But certain things, like I thought, it was weird, and like um, the the dots, I'm just kind of seem uninspired. They seem very like ripped off from Star Trek or Black Hole or Star something Wars. like that. I mean, yeah, Star Star Wars or Black Hole. You know, it's just, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't want to see that in Star Trek. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Like, we've never seen something quite like that. Helen, what, Wrath of Khan, there was a guy in the background with a vacuum cleaner because they don't have robots in Star Trek world. I mean, Data's a one of a kind thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Parts of me are confused, like, what they're trying to do and why they choose to do things i guess it's just the writers coming up with new ideas and they just want to star wars eyes it and that's that's the problem this is um the this burn is... the burn being uh sakal screaming and somehow fused with dilithium I, I don't even understand what that was about that doesn't make a lot of sense period i mean usually if your baby has been altered by the radiation and the dilithium planet you're on uh it, it will be stillborn 
you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just that fetus would just be dead, and and the fact that just his scream causes the burn. Why not any other voice vocal thing he does? Why not and speaking? Like, Why? I mean, do we have to like? put the sedate as a call for the rest of his life so he can never get angry again no they said it's only because he's on the planet with dilithium he oh, resonates okay. with it so he can cr- scream and cry all he wants on kaminar with saru and saru can nurse okay. him back to health uh, as long as he, yeah as long as he's away from uh as long as he's away from dilithium him. crystals yeah. right yeah so there's just like things i just it did i don't if you if you put wrote that into one part of the plot line, but there's like all these chain of things that kind of aggravate me, and it's just enough to make me go, I don't really enjoy it. And not do I not just enjoy it, I feel like we're missing the essence of Star Trek. Um, I don't mind an action, you know, plot. You know, I mean, there's plenty of you know uh, the, the, episodes. The Prison Break episode was a fine turn your brain off, and it was just an, it was enjoyable enough. Action oh yeah, there's there's, there's there's lots of action ones that I love, and and I, there's I mean action schlock that's in DS uh, nine and uh, next gen and Voyager. I mean there's plenty of those, and it's fine. We don't always have to be walking out like wow, what a great idea or what a great philosophy or that one made me think about uh, this topic or something like that. The problem is I don't get anything from Discovery. Exactly. I don't, like, I don't walk away going like that has changed my viewpoint on anything. That has turned that on my head, or at least made me think, you know, for the next two or three days afterward. That's what Star Trek has always done to me before, and I'm not getting that anymore. Not once in however many and episodes. I want to be, and I want to be challenged with my thinking. I want to be. Th- think deeper about issues and topics and and the ethics of things the morality of things i i don't i'm not seeing it i just and and that's what i get frustrated with this this uh series is that they edge so close to getting to something that could be like this could be a really interesting plot this could talk about some uh deep um philosophical like argument or something like that and then they walk away from it to shoot phasers and make I like science quips, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, just, I mean, Picard could have done a lot of it too, and they just didn't. I, I mean, none of the CBS Alexa shows have come close to like getting to what the old heart of Star Trek was, with like making you think. And not every single episode of every other Star Trek series made you think. Right. I mean, there was a bunch of action stock in there, just episodes that didn't make any sense, or silly like, episodes, or silly episodes. Or- but there was at least a handful a season. Um, Nothing about Picard has made me think about anything. I mean, they get close to it. They talk about subjects about like a, a, a fledgling, fledgling race of, of androids and, and what that means. But we find out, you know, all the work that Picard did in Measure of Man and all the stuff that Data represented was all thrown away when you have literally like android slaves building your ships on, uh, the Mar- on Mars. You know, yeah, we haven't seen any synthetic life forms. Did they outlaw synthetic life forms again? And I don't know. I, I, I just there's a lot of frustration on my part watching these things because I feel like they've walked away from the essence of it. And there's cool. a lot of things I do like. I mean, I, I, and let me list them again. These things I I do like the Michael Burnham character. 
I think she's written poorly for a lot of things, why they make her go through the shit that she's gone through the last three episodes to finally get to the captain's chair. She should have been in the captain's chair, you know, I think, uh, by the end of season one. But whatever, you know, that's just me. Or at least mid-season two, you know, why would we? Th- why did we throw freaking Pike in? I mean, I like Pike. I mean, you know, I, I wish they could have done fleet action, had both the ships working together. I mean, like... And then, yeah, and then in addition to all of that, I mean, it's like... Uh, like Pike, uh, like Tilly and Jet Reno and Stamets, uh, Adira, all these characters I love. We are finally seeing more of them, finally. But it took them a long time to start putting them and give them more screen time. Fucking give them more screen time. These are great characters. We want to see them. They, people love Pike and, so much. And they're great they actors. Ordered, yeah, the, people like the character Pike so much. And the crew that we saw with Spock and everything, they want a new a, a series on that with Strange New Worlds, which is great. I, I the choices they make, I just I can't understand anymore. And like Osira, um, a good bad guy, I, I could I could see Osira showing up again, but then they kill her. It's like killing Darth Maul. In uh, but Darth Maul did come back. Okay, Darth Maul came back, but that wasn't going to be like Darth Maul should have like somehow survived and then show up uh, in Revenge of the Sith or something like that. I don't know. I'm just like they killed him right away. He's like, in well, all the he's in all the animated shows, and at the end I, of okay, Solo. Dave, I, I get your point. But <laughs> after Phantom of the Menace, I, I, I we agree. Had Attack the clones, and then we had Revenge of the Sith, and we had no Darth Maul, and we were like, well, that that was a great villain, and we just got rid of him right away. So. Yeah, they should have definitely brought him back for the movie. Um, I, and you know, whatever. That's I'm just saying. Osira is a cool character. Now, who are they going to put in Osira's place, or or will there be another? Uh, villain from the Emerald Chain. I don't Maybe know. Maybe go get Lou Ferrigno to play another. <laughs> doubt it. No. Um, um, I, so yeah, so all these things like frustrates me. Um, like and like you were saying before, the the visual uh, and those things never frustrate me. But the visual of the um, turbo lift fight, I don't mind a turbo lift fight. That'd be cool, but the way they depict it is bonkers. It's like going Willy Wonka's in the chocolate factory or something like that. It just makes no sense. Yeah, it's the it's the whole it's the whole like boat ride scene. It makes no sense. And we've seen inside of Turbo Lefts. We've seen them in, in uh the in Star Trek Next Five. Gen. And we've seen them in Next Gen. They are tubes because the ship, believe it or not, is has machinery in it, so it can function. Right. They're tubes and they connect you from deck to deck and yes they go up and down side to side but it doesn't mean that they're not magical they just, flying machines flying around in an empty warehouse in a like a different dimension or something like that that connects you to different doors like uh, uh monsters inc or something like that so um yeah that's what it looked like it looked like the monsters inc like door factory or whatever i don't get it it's just like why are you doing this it doesn't make any sense and like it's visually beautiful they did a great job but there's no thought behind it like just like let's make this weird and crazy like that is not what this is about you know like i i don't know this is my thing i finished season three i really don't care what happens season four anymore i don't care what happens next season of picard will i watch it someday um I'm just not excited for it. I there's there's 
glimmers of things I enjoy. There's glimmers of characters and and ideas that I think are almost there. And like, man, if they would have just talked more or they worked out, but they don't. Yeah, honestly, I think it's better just that we just binge the wait for the shows to be done and then binge them. I think they're slightly more watchable when they resolve their own plot holes than other episodes. Granted, they usually do it really bad ways, like the burn. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. uh, the burn could have been so much more scre- interesting. And I mean, a, a little kid screaming who has been fused to dilithium and subspace somehow. I mean, I don't know. As dumb as an idea as the Omega particle is, mm-hmm. it's like genius level compared to this. Yeah, I, like it's. And, yeah. I, I just can't wrap my head around how dumb some of their ideas are, and it's just like. Like it, you can't even you can't even techno babble it away in a way that's like somewhat the, believable. Here's the thing: is like this is what I when I when I when I'm talking about this, you have to understand, you know. And I know Dave feels the same way that Star Trek was and it is so vitally important to me as a person, like. It, it was a guiding light for so many things, not just good TV and good movies. It was like a way to be of who you should identify who you are. Yeah, okay, maybe you're never going to be, you know, Spock, or maybe you're never going to actually be, you know, uh, Picard or, 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 you know, Cisco or any of these people. But you, something to say, like, I, what would my hero do at this point in their life? And I just parts of me like what is this teaching me at all you know like there's nothing that i walk away from and it means anything to me and yeah i'm an adult now it's different you know but it should ring something should ring through to me you know i don't know i i I completely agree i mean we started this podcast because we like bonded together over our love for Star Trek and, and you wanted yeah. to do a Star Trek comic. And we were so excited about Star Trek, even when there was barely any rumor of any TV show happening, all yeah. the rumors that were happening when we originally were talking about doing the show didn't even come close to coming to fruition. Right. I mean, a section 31 show was one of the first things they talked about or some, some like that. I mean, granted they are going to do that unfortunately, and it's going to probably be terrible because Kurtzman's involved, but uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and w- when you say the spirit of Star Trek ringing through, like I agree, there's n- nothing mentally stimulating in the show at all. And in fact, it's easier to enjoy if you can turn your brain off completely. And I just can't. I like to think about stuff and, and get into things. And and this show just, I don't know. Like, I mean, I know some entertainment's supposed to be turn off and just watch it, but I mean, the soul of Star Trek is just devoid of these new cbs all access shows i mean even the design philosophy of the ships 900 years in the future doesn't ring true to there's no callbacks to anything in star trek except for the voyager kind of and it's it's like the elon musk cyber truck version of what a starship would be it's just a bunch of hard-shaped polygons with no soul no yeah. visual cues and callbacks to anything Star Trek for the other ships. The ring ship, the like the nub, the nog. It looks nub. like it, it just looks like a, a weird nub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like what what is there's the Star Trek had a design philosophy where that if you looked at a ship, I'm like, okay, that's from Star Trek. 
Or if yeah. you look at a ship from Star, Star Wars, oh, that's from Star Wars. And then there's like just, just generic yeah. sci-fi feel. And it, even expanse ships, expanse ships all have a distinct feel. Like I can, I could probably pick out a ship from it, from the expanse and a list of starships, like in just a visual, like map of starships. I mean, different have a very strong aesthetic feel that's gone. And someone was like, Oh, if you don't, like in our, in our Facebook group, someone posted the pictures and someone was to me like, if you don't like it, you should not watch it or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, whatever floats your boat, dude. But I'm like, just our, you know, this Star Trek has always had visual cues to its past. I mean, Enterprise D looked a lot different than, you know, Enterprise A or just NC-1701, but there's visual cues. There's a saucer, the secondary hole, you've got the two warp nacelles. I mean, like, it's always iterated and evolved and gotten a little bit different, but still somewhat the same. Yeah. And we don't even have the visual language, language of Star Trek anymore. Except for maybe the colors and their uniforms, which they did all finally adopt the new gray uniform with the... Yes, thank you. I was so happy to see that at the end. I was like, okay, finally took off the blues and put on the grays. I mean, it's like... Uh, I, you know, like I said, I don't hate... And I think Discovery, especially this season, is far better uh, than Picard. Absolutely. Um, better storytelling, better interesting characters. Um more endear, uh, endearing characters. Um, I just, there's just something just, um, there's no soul sometimes to me. And I just, there's something missing. I can't. It is it's, soulless. It's, you know, I don't want to say it's soulless. There but, is soul but, to it, but it's a different soul. It's completely changed the meaning of Star Trek to me. But look um, at Lower Decks. Lower Decks had the soul. It did. But Lower Decks didn't take itself seriously. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe because they take itself so seriously, like they've like we are Star Trek, so we have to be so serious about what we're doing. Where, but Voyager and all the other shows are serious too. But they still had even as bad as Voyager was. Sometimes it still but had the soul. Here's the thing: is like okay, Voyager, you know, bounced off of you know the. I mean, if you look at it, it's like. Next Gen, then DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. They are all like kind of piggybacked off each other, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go to the original Star Trek and you just like told these actors, okay, this is the spaceship. Oh, that's a fucking looking, weird looking spaceship. This is the, uh, these are your, your costumes. I'm wearing these rainbow color costumes. Like, what's that about? Like, you know, one's mustard, one's blue, one's, you know, red. I mean, what, you know, the, and the, here's the set designs. This, you know, it all looked a little silly, right? Yeah. But we've, we've accepted that into our canon of what we like. And then we get to next gen, next gen. You got to know that Patrick Stewart is like, what the fuck is this uniform that I got to wear? You know, like the so ship. They, so they switched yellow to red, uh, the red, uh, I mean, not the red, but the ship was totally redesigned of, of that. And it, a lot of people, I don't think I liked it right away. I got to like it later on, but it took me a while. I was like, a kid and I had like toys of it. So I loved the design. Oh, I had a toy instantaneously. Of it too. I had a toy of it too, but it was, remember, I was like old, the old Star Trek. So I was like, that's weird. That's a weird looking Enterprise. But then. After Enterprise, we had all this. We had, you know, like what, seven seasons of that in the movies. And then we had DS9, and we had then uh, 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 Voyager. And so it, it all worked 
worked out that they were all kind of working with each other in the same universe. Now we get to Discovery, and maybe they felt like we have this huge weight to uh, depict uh, Star Trek in a solemn and serious manner. And it's there are some silly parts to it, but not enough, you know? Yeah. Like, think about there. There used to be, like, little jokes they would throw in, like, you know, like, you know, Kirk and Spock McCoy would kind of, like, rib each other or maybe something they, weird happen. You know, or or Data they, would say something strange and be like, all right, Data, be quiet, you know, or or Worf would start growling at something for, that, for no reason or get angry. People would like, make fun of Neelix for no reason. Yeah, this was great. Yeah, well, I don't know for no reason, but... But, you know, like we would see and like there is humor peppered through Discovery, but especially the first season, we really didn't get a lot of humor. Tilly brought most levity to everything. Yeah, she did. That's maybe why we all love Tilly so much. But also, like she didn't have as I mean, like some of her stuff in season one and season two was really funny. I, I don't even think Tilly got to be funny this season at all, really. No, because all of a sudden she had to be number uh, uh, number one. Yeah. And uh she had to be serious all of a sudden, and she was in the background before. And the only one that we got was a second episode where she, uh, um, when they showed up, uh, you know, in uh, into the future, yeah. far from home. So um, I, I don't know. There's it, and the other things too um, that frustrates, and which I've talked in our previous episodes, was just like uh, I don't know if it was Owu or whoever was like. I love all you guys so much. Yeah, it was oh, and I'm just like, guys, you know, it. W- I just I don't understand the the loving constantly. I mean, if it would happen once in a while, I'd be like, okay, yeah. But it's like it's like every episode they're crying and hugging each other, and I don't know, man. I just it's it's something weird. I can't. It's it has a soul, but it's just not the soul that I. It's not Star Trek's soul. It's 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 Star Wars's soul in a Star Trek skin. Yeah. In a Star Trek mask. And yeah. other than Mandalorian, Star Wars isn't even good Star Wars anymore. So why would you copy Star Wars? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I I just there's things that frustrate me that I Anyways, like I was saying before, it, this was like something that was very important to me um, my whole life, and that's why I take it very seriously, and that's why I worry about it. And maybe I just need to step back from this all, and you know, and just and that's and that's kind of where we are with you know when we get to episode three hundred, we just maybe we just need to step back reassess what we want to do because maybe these are not the series and the, the franchise for us anymore you know something has changed maybe we've changed it's changed everything has changed i i don't know I, oh, we haven't changed i mean we do as we get older but it with the soul of star trek being disembodied you know, from what the shows are now i don't know who these shows are for Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, there are Star Trek fans who are enjoying them, but I, like we said earlier, like there's the love it all the way or hate it all the way, and there's like no one in between, and it's hard one way or the other, and it's just frustrating that you can't criticize things anymore without being called a hater 
or you know, like we're just being as objective as we possibly can from our honest point of view. And like you know, like it's like opinions don't exist anymore. It's like all good or all bad, and there's no shades of gray. Shades of gray. <laughs> that that episode will always uh, come back to haunt me. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. It's 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 bizarre, and you know, we've even done episodes worst the worst. We really just kind of rate our worst episodes of Star Trek, and it's just like it's not even fair to do that now because Discovery and Picard would probably fill up all those episodes now. I don't know. I mean, there's some pretty <laughs> bad episodes, uh, previous episodes, and other uh, series. It's just that. If you took any of these episodes standalone, most of them are pretty decent. Um, it's just the stories that irk us, I think, more than anything. I feel the stories are incongruent. Um, they they don't adhere to canon. They don't adhere to uh, some of the previous things that happened before. I, it's just, just weird things that just that irk you. And they're not always glaring. They're just little things that just nudge you. <laughs> and you're like, why is that? What? What? <laughs> you know? What? I, don't know. I I mean, um, I mean, like, I like one. Just a small example is like I said before, when Burnham gets pushed in that like uh, programmable matter thing, and then she comes out with her gun pointed. Like, first, how did she get the gun, and how could she lift her arm that high to point it out? Like, it's it just little thing. It is not going to ruin the whole episode for me, but it just makes me go like, what? <laughs> well, you want to know another funny thing, small like that? The guy who had his hand frozen in the second episode who comes back as Osiris Henchman, like he does some, like, he's like holding his hand still like it's frozen all the time. And this one, he, he like, he like does like a weird gesture and points it like Tilly or something yeah. with the hand that's supposed to be frozen. I'm like, wait, wait, wasn't that his frozen wasn't hand that, that, he, frozen can't, hand? that yeah, he can't move? Like it was weird because every other scene he's holding it still, but he does this like really weird hand motion with it, like that. Where he's got dexterity in his hand that he's not supposed to have. Like huh. I don't know, I just stuff That's like weird. that. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know. It just it doesn't doesn't ruin everything. It just makes you go like what the turbo lifts. The turbo lift scenes do ruin everything. Well, just, the turbo lift was really really like what is going on. So and and yeah. the kelpian being the source of the burn is also just kind of ruins the whole thing. It's just like. Oh, this mystery. It's like, how are they going to find a way to make it dumb? And they did. Yeah, I really thought they'd have like some deep, like scientific reason. I, they said they were supposed to tie stuff into Calypso, and like nothing tied into Calypso. Like, there's no other discovery sitting there in the nebula. That's what I was expecting to see. Because they're, I mean, like, I, it, nothing is tying in anymore. It's bizarre, and it's just they can't even stick to their own canon. That they're making in their own shows, much less anything that came before it. It's just baffling. And that's why it's so frustrating. It is frustrating. I, 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 want, I want Star Trek to be phenomenal. And they did, they've done a lot of amazing feats. I mean, they've produced a beautiful, uh, visually beautiful. Uh, series. Um, They've they, hired world class actors, even even like the supporting cast, most of which I don't really know their names. They're all good. Detmer's good. Owo's good. Uh, Russell's good. I mean, they're all good actors. I mean, like I don't think any one of them sucks. I think they're all, they're all capable, well done actors. And Michael Burnham gets ninety percent of the screen time. And I I, I, I they they're getting more, and that's great. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just everything comes back to the writing. Because the visual effects people and 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 in the in the direction of the visual effects people, because the visual effects people are doing amazing work. 
they're just being told to do the wrong thing, I think. Or not corrected when they say, hey, we're going to have them, you know, whatever. It's just They should be like, wait, what? How does the ship look like? What? How? You know, like, I don't know. It just seems lazy to me in some ways. And, um,. There's no internal consistency in the show, and that's that's what's bothersome. At least Star Trek usually tried to be consistent internally, and they're not even trying on Discovery. And, and honestly, I could, I could honestly, all that I could walk away with and be like, all right, it's a little weird, or they didn't do that right. But again, the stories don't resonate at all with me. They're just, you know, a a plot to follow that doesn't make me feel anything in the end it's just things a chain of events that happen and other other series i watch and i get invested in what's going to happen and what's you know you think you're not quite sure you know uh what's going to happen you're not quite sure who's going to live and who's going to make a huge mistake or something like that and these are just like it's we know not- that it's always safe like there all these characters are always going to be there and and um it, it and even if that was the case, if like you know the next gen, you're or you're always going to know besides Tasha Yar dying that everyone's going to be there, but you know you, it's, you always you would walk by, walk out with like a, a a new idea or a different thought or 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 maybe some performance to be like wow what a great line you know like Drumhead where you know Picard yeah. gives that speech or something like that you know they're just like. You're like you're just like that's amazing. We don't we're not getting that anymore. It's, it's, and that ha- that lands mostly, I would say, on the writing. It, it's so. I mean, like I, I think ninety nine percent of our problem with the show is in the writing and the direction because everything about the show is fantastic. Otherwise, great actors, special effects are well done. It's it's given a good budget. So the special effects can be good. Uh, it's just all the money's going everywhere about the writing. I guess it's yeah. it's just incredibly disappointing that uh, the show just doesn't stand on its own legs very well. Yep. I want I, I want I want Star Trek to be good, and like you know, like like the boys or like Expanse. Like, these are great shows. I mean, like I'm on the edge of my seat like every episode. I can't wait to see what happens next. And like I, like I said, I, I gave this these episodes a week's break. Because I just, I wasn't excited. It's just like, oh, it's how are they gonna ruin the ending this time? And I well, I, 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 every you know, like week when it came out. I mean, <clears throat> I think I waited a day for it to come out, and I begrudgingly watched it because I was like, I know I'm not gonna be able to cut through like all like three episodes in like a few days. I got to do it like <laughs> spread it out. And, and it's like, and I and I watched it, and I was like, eh, it was an okay episode, or that was all right, you know, but. I didn't make me. I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't excited. That's that's what and it kills me, man. I, I'm telling you, it's like I want to be excited, and I just nothing about it makes me want to be excited. It's sad. It's like and early on, it was trying to be edgy, like it was trying to be Game of Thrones in space, and that and, was sort of working for a second. But but then they they gave up on the game because I mean like there's no stakes everyone's gonna be fine I mean if this was really Game of Thrones in space and anyone could die at any second that could be a much more tense show it could be much more enjoyable because then there are stakes I don't yeah. know it's almost the show's almost too safe for the TV space it's in mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I don't I don't know but I mean I mean Lower Decks everything was pretty safe too and I was ecstatic about Lower Decks. But lower decks is kind of like doesn't take it seriously, so you, you don't you walk in not taking it seriously, and then you're impressed because of what they've done. Yeah, I don't know. 
like Lower Decks is the best that CBS All Access has given us, like by far. Yeah. And there's love and care, and like they care about Star Trek canon in that show. Like you can see it and hear it most of the time. They have some incredible deep cut in jokes that like I even had to look up because it was so like obscure that I didn't remember it off the top of my head. It's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just the way it handles canon versus the way Discovery and Picard handle canon. It's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I just wish the show would have committed to the Game of Thrones in space thing. It was trying to be edgy in season one, and then they kind of like, well, so much for that. Yeah, right, right. Ah, man, I don't know. It could have been great if it was Game of Thrones in space. And before it came out, that's what I was wanting, Game of Thrones in space. Although Game of Thrones isn't even a good reference anymore since they botched their last season. Yeah, no, I, I but I get you. I mean, just like it, 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 anything could happen, you know? Yeah, like like make it tense. Make it like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, let's, let's have some stakes in Star Trek for once. You know, I mean, it's it's that's the prevailing thing. So let's uh, see some stakes and see some death like see some surprises and they did they did it killed culper and that was the most surprising thing that happened in season one and then they undid it yeah mm-hmm. and lorica is the lorica is a bad guy and ash tyler's the double agent like oh we didn't see that coming yeah and then you know since lorica is the bad guy of course he's gonna die because we got to kill our bad guys immediately because why have them ever come back in another season i mean i guess they could but it's just um, it's just sad. And and the thing is because I mean we are not enjoying it as much. I mean, we're also wanting to get into things that we will enjoy more. So hopefully the podcast will be more upbeat because I mean we really do love Star Trek. It's been a huge part of our lives for basically our entire lives. But I don't know. It's just it doesn't bring us the same joys it used to and I, I hope it'll get back to that way, but um we might just start recapping Star Trek after it's done instead of during its run. Yeah, maybe just recap a whole series or a whole um, season. Just take our thoughts overall because I think it'll save us some frustration. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Well, guys, um, you know, you can always hit us up and let us know what you think. If you have contrary views, if you think uh, we're missing something, but I don't think we are. <laughs> Uh, but you can always hit us up at our email. Uh, email is syntaholics at yahoo.com. You can uh, find us on Twitter at syntaholic duo. You can also check us out on our Facebook group page, Facebook forward slash groups forward slash syntaholics. And this show, uh, you can always support us through our Patreon, Patreon forward slash syntaholics. All right, Dave, uh, the end of discovery for season three, uh, we'll have to find out when season four comes out, but I know they're starting pre-production from that already. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm more excited about Strange New Worlds at this point, but <laughs> yeah, no, there's gonna be some cool shit for yeah, that and, and Lower Deck season two. Woo! Yeah, wait, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Until next week, live long and prosper, one and all. Get our pants You're the best drinking friend I